Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Practical Spirits Podcast, powered by Seek to Teach Ministries. I am your host, Shaheen, and my co-host will be dialing in shortly. So we've um, taken a couple of weeks off and we're getting right back into the swing of things. I do apologize for the Valentine's Day episode. Um, There were some severe audio issues on my end. So I actually, it wasn't even um, anything that could be salvaged. I actually had to just remove that episode. So we're picking right back up um, different subject matter, of course. And uh, today we want to spend some time talking about compromise. Before we get into the meat of our discussion for today, though, I just wanted to do kind of a, a recap for those that weren't listening to bring us back to where we were. We started really uh, extensive study around the Gospels. We didn't necessarily plan that to be the case. It was just really going to be one show, but we found it so interesting that it wasn't something that we could just do a overall summary of. We really wanted to spend some, some more time on going through the life of Christ, the importance of his ministry, his background, and also the genealogy, the things that led to the birth of our wonderful Savior. So um, if you go back to episodes, we really got into gospel talking. Then we started to find that we wanted to relate the topics that we discussed really back to the specific gospel. You know, we wanted to um, go back to those discussions there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this is just a great opportunity to continue to speak on the Word of God and to bring forth those truths, bring forth some things that some may have been questioning or just not understanding or really a reinforcement. If, it, if it's not something about questioning or, or understanding, it's definitely you definitely can't hear too much of the gospel or read too much of the word of God because there's always something, um, you know, that's concealed that can be revealed to us and things that are helpful to us and also those around us. So um, definitely thank you all for, for the opportunity. I, again, I want to say subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast app or through the Google Play Podcast app. Just search for seat to number two and teach. So seek to teach and you'll find our entire back catalog going back twenty fourteen and then also you can get notified whenever we record a new episode and you're not able to tune in live. So I do have my co host on the line. Are you there live? How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Can you be back can you hear on? Me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. I think it's me. Uh, good to be back on. And uh, I'm just excited for what uh, the future holds for this podcast as well as, you know, everything that's going on even in the world today. How are you doing? Doing all right. We're doing all right. Just okay. just um heading out for my commute. And you you sound as if you're in a room with the echo or you you have it on speaker. Okay, let me Okay, you hear me clear now? Yes, yes sir, yes sir. Okay. Perfect, okay. perfect. All right. So, all right. Yeah, okay, so I, I just did the, the recap going over some things and um I'll let you um introduce the, the topic and you know, kind of 
where where you where you stand um on you know the, the angle that we're taking today. Yeah, um well it's good to be back on like I said and uh what that came to to my heart, to my spirit was just talking about terms of spiritual uh compromise. I guess if we if we wanna label the the uh episode for the day, it would be spiritual compromise. And um we looked at what the word compromise means in the natural, you know, and we know that in the spiritual we know that a lot of times what we see in the natural it extends from what we see and operate in the spiritual. So uh, the topic for the for what I just wanted to share was in my heart about spiritual compromise. That's when we compromise. That nature that we deal with on the spiritual aspect. Sometimes we can compromise in our own reason, in our own understanding. Uh, compromise what it is that we are to do and what we are to be as far as obeying the spirit of God. And so that's where I was today. What I had been sharing, what I had been on the spiritual compromise. And I let uh, Brother Tahim know. Sounds like I lost you again. On what spiritual compromise was and uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, okay, so it, it sounds like I kind of lost you again, but it, it sounds, before I answer, I want to make sure I heard you right. Um, did you ask me um, to me wh- what my perspective is on spiritual compromise and how I felt about it? Is that what you said? Yes, yes. And I just wanted to get you out take on what are you, uh, when you're looking at spiritual compromise, what does that uh, mean to you? What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on spiritual compromise? Uh, just from your okay. aspect, of All right. Well, what what I um, look at when it comes to um, spiritual compromise, the, the first thing I thought about was um, the you know relating it back to the gospel. The the, the first thing that well, it's not the first thing that that really stands out because actually what stands out in the um, in the gospel would actually be the the situation with um, Elizabeth and um, the that that situation as far as with um, you know you have Zachariah and um, oh, a promise is made or something you know something is made and, and he and he questions it. And that's what I that's what I look at. I look at the the root of things, and when I look at uh, compromise, it has to be a, a promise or something of no, you know, something that, that that stands out and something that rings true to you, because you can't compromise unless you have an understanding. So, um, you know, you you have to know, you have to have the knowledge or the understanding that this is the standard, but. If I'm compromising, I'm deciding that I'm going to bend the rules or blatantly go against the standard for my own benefit, and, and that's what I what I think about when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to compromise. And really, the main the, the main 
aspect that stands out in the gospel is, of course, with Jesus, was the temptation in the wilderness. That was one of the that that was the first significant one. Whereas he was tempted on three different levels, and it was just three different aspects of compromise. It wasn't for him to. Um, it wasn't until the last um, the last temptation when he tells him to fall down and worship him specifically. But prior to that, it was these subtle things like, well, if you're really the son of God, you know, if you jump off this cliff, you know you're not going to die. You know, the angels will, will come and save you, as according to Psalm 91. You know, he, he's quoting scripture there. So our enemy, who knows us intimately and who has gained knowledge, Throughout, um, throughout eternity, based on observing humans and the way that they react, and he gains knowledge driven by malice and by hate. He has a, you know, he has a, the most impure motive to gain his wisdom and knowledge. It's really to um, make himself appear to be higher than higher than God, higher than the Most High, as he says, and and, and also to deceive us. So. The enemy knows how to come at, come at us and tempt us in ways that will compromise us. And then, in addition to that, we have our own sinful nature, and we have our wants and needs, and we have things that are going to go like our flesh. When we wake up in our flesh, it, it would be great to say that we wake up and we're just 100% driven and, and um, you know, our goal is, is goal is to please God. But the fact of the matter is we have a warring nation, um, I'm not a, 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 a warring um, nature, not a nation, but a warring nature that mm-hmm. want, that wants us really to go against God and really to do what we want. So the opportunity for compromise is, is always there, even more so than the opportunity to do the right thing. It, it's opportunity mm-hmm. to compromise, and it, it doesn't have to be a you know a practical spirit. So it doesn't have to be a strong spiritual thing um, that would, you know, face martyrdom, like, you know, you're standing up at gunpoint. If you believe in Christ, then, you know, you're going to lose your life. It doesn't have to be that, but it could mm-hmm. just be the, it can just be the smallest thing. It could be that we feel that the Lord is, is um, guiding us or giving us the, um, the inclination to reach out to a relative, to just call someone and, or text this person and we put it off and say, all right, I don't really feel like doing it right now because this, this, and that, and I'm going to get to it at this time. So even procrastinating mm-hmm. really is a form mm-hmm. of, of compromise there, you know, when you're going mm-hmm. against what, what you believe to be the right thing, you know. And, I mean, right. you, could be, you could even be wrong or you could be off in that. But until right. you, you have the knowledge and, and, and understanding that, all right, well, this isn't that bad, or, you know, it isn't a problem for me to do this or that. If you have an understanding or you have the belief, the inclination that you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that, going against that can be compromised. Okay. And, and that's that's good. Um, I, I agree totally uh, to confirm uh, as far as what you said because I believe that especially when, when you relate it to um, – um, us compromising and what we should do. In uh, a lot of times, procrastination is a form and a type of uh, compromise. I wanted to read the scripture, and so that I, I, I agree with that totally, and that's what I believe. I wanted to read the scripture, and 
I want to read this scripture from the Berean Bible. You know, the scripture talks about uh, Bereans and because they studied the scripture. I want to read the scripture in this Berean um, because it goes along with what you said. Uh, even as, if, if, you know, doing sometimes even, well, let me read the scripture. Uh, it's like a, a popular scripture, or sometimes we just take a part of it. And I think reading the whole uh, scripture in this text will uh, really give us an understanding. Even mm-hmm. here, there was a there could be a, a a chance for compromising if we don't obey the word of God that does uh, what He tells us to. So I'm gonna go with Second uh, Corinthians 10, and I'm gonna start uh, at verse three. Just read just a little bit. And uh, this is reading from the Berean Study Bible. Okay, this is reading from the Berean Study Bible. It says, For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience as soon as your obedience is complete. You are looking at outward appearances. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should remind himself that we belong to Christ just as much as he does. For even if I boast somewhat excessively about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you by my letters, for some say his letters are weight and forceful, but his physical presence is unimpressive, and his speaking is of no account. Such people should consider that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we present, when we are present. Well, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they show their ignorance. We, however, will not boast beyond our limits, but only within the field of influence that God has assigned to us, a field that reaches even to you. We are not overstepping our bounds as if we had not come to you. Indeed, we were the first to reach you with the gospel of Christ. So and so I wanted to to, to to stop right there. And in that, um Paul is describing a lot of times what we see in the New Testament, uh in the King James Version, we'll we'll see it as if it was a third person, but in here he specifically said we. He was talking about um in his ministry what he is assigned to do without compromise. But even in his ministry, that even though his ministry might sound a certain way, it's not meant to tear down, but it's meant to strengthen you. His letters are not meant to scare you, meaning his sermons are not meant to scare you, but they are meant to 
to to to strengthen you and and things of that nature. And so in that, when I see the spiritual compromise that we, we us who share the gospel, um, who share the gospel to whoever, that we have to make sure that we don't compromise our own feelings when we're sharing the gospel. But but you know what I'm saying, our, our own like to dislike when we are sharing the gospel. But what we do is is clearly state what the Lord would have us to do, and let God do the let God do the changing. And sometimes because of certain situations and how we feel and believe situations should be, we compromise the gospel to act on our own behalf, you know, according to our own actions, and that causes a great compromise because if you look at Moses, um, uh, Tahim, I was thinking about Moses, and this, when God told Moses, he, you know, one time he told him to smoke the rock. Then the next time he told Moses, he said, look, Moses, speak to the rock. Just speak to it this time. But Moses smoked the rock. See, there was a compromise because Moses, because Moses was upset with the people, and God wanted Moses. God uh, correct had to deal with Moses because Moses was trying to let the people think that God was mad at him at that time when he just told him to speak to the rock. So Moses compromised his own feelings because you see, what I'm saying he felt unjustly. He felt that God that he had a right to be upset because he felt that God was upset with him. That thereby he compromised really what God wanted him to do. He said, don't, don't, don't smote it this time. You just speak to it. You know, so Moses wanted to present the, the, the he, he put, he almost presented God in a wrong way because he wanted these people to, he made these people believe that God at that time, at that particular time, was mad at him, and God really wasn't because God was still winning these people. They still were learning to trust in God. You see what I'm saying? So Moses compromised. He compromised his own feelings, you see what I'm saying, for the sake of the people and misrepresented God in his own feelings because he was upset with the people, not God at that time. You know, there was a time, there were times, and so us, even in us, sometimes like he's going back to what you said, Sometimes, uh, because of how we feel things should be, we compromise in our own spirit and react according to how we feel we should react instead of really saying, is this God want, is this is how God wants us to react? Does God want us to handle this situation this way? Does God want us to do this that way? Or am I really the one that's reacting to what you did, even as it relates to offenses, and anything of that nature, you see what I'm saying? And so we compromise the standard of God just to benefit our own standard and our own belief of what we want to do. You understand what I'm saying, Tahir? And so when I when I said spiritual compromise, that's kind of where um, even what you said, where I was where, where I was led to, uh, even me, and in the places of where uh, you know God allowed me to share. You know, I have to make sure that I'm not compromising my own feelings, even when you're speaking about uh, corrections or things like that in the Word of God. I have to make sure that, you know, and all who share the gospel have to make sure that 
they're not compromising their own way of thinking about a certain a situation uh, for the sake of how God really wants us to handle the situation. And a lot of times we say certain things are pet peeves, so we react. We react, we react, you know, instead of thinking and, and, and waiting and just being still and letting God teach us how to deal with situations, you know, as they come. So that's what I wanted to share uh, on that, uh, Brother Tyne. Well, yeah, that, and that's that's good. Um, what as, as you were um, going over that, what I thought about really is um, a, a big part of that is really just when we're selfish in terms of our our ministering, and it right. can be selfish in terms of. We have uh, we have a, a couple of things, and I think more so you see it today than more so than days of old. But today we're used to instant results. So if we're ministering to someone, if we're sharing the word, even if it's it doesn't have to be on the platform. When I say ministering, this isn't this doesn't apply to just ministers. This applies to anyone right. who is a body yeah. of Christ. If you're right. having a one-on-one conversation, if somebody brings a problem, even if it's just not a deep problem, but there's something that they they're expressing an issue, and when we're speaking to them because they're look they're looking to us, um, oftentimes we expect, okay, well, you have a problem, here's a solution, and now where are the results? Whereas mm-hmm. that's not always the case. A lot of times it's really just for us to sow a seed or to build upon what's already mm-hmm. there in that person. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing this and when we when we take this particular approach, I know early in early in my walk, I can speak for myself, I knew a certain spiritual gift that I had, um, and I would think that, you know, well, if I activate this gift it's gonna impress. It's gonna be such a um, impression on this person that it's gonna lead them to Christ. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to minister to them based on how I minister to someone else, not allowing God to lead right. them in that case. And then in, in that right. instance, that that becomes that becomes selfish, and that becomes right. a big part of the compromise. And I'm glad right. that God was able to check that in me early in my first year of being saved. I'm glad He was right. able to. Um, warn me about that and, 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 and show me what I was doing because it could have been a situation like in Acts 19 when you're dealing with the sons of Sceva. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're um, trying to cast out demons in there, but they don't have the tenets of the faith. They're, they're trying mm-hmm. to cast out demons in the name of Paul, in the name of Jesus, like, you know, and, and it didn't make sense. So even the, the evil spirits are saying, well, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but, you know, who are you? You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know you. I don't. Ha- I don't. You're, I'm not under your authority because you're not following protocol. You're compromising. Mm-hmm. You're compromising your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's exactly what, right. what what happens in those instances. And um, you know, you you have a lot of you have a lot of situations. Whereas um, throughout the Bible, you you do have strong spiritual acts. That's what that's what prompted David to write Psalm right. 51, with his his right. repentant song. Psalm because he he was so hurt and so devastated, not just because he did the wrong thing. He got this woman's husband killed. He lusted after this woman. It's not just because of that, but because of the fact that he knew better and he knew that this compromised his standing in his relationship right. with God because he lived during right. the time where the spirit where the Holy Spirit 
was a temporary presence for believers. Right. The Holy Spirit right. wasn't a permanent indwelling for believers, so he knew right. what it was like to have the Holy Spirit, to not have the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit, to right. not have the Holy Spirit. So he's he's asking the Lord, you know, well, don't take your take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Like don't don't right. do that. I mean, I, I know what I did. I acknowledge right. what I did. In that whole chapter, I would I would really um, encourage our reader our, our readers to read over that chapter and, and study and as much as you can incorporate in your own life, just look at look at the repentant aspect. Now of course we don't have to ask God to um not take his Holy Spirit away from us. That that's not what we have to do. But in a sense, there is some things where the Holy Spirit can withdraw, even within us. That's why the scripture says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit because we're sealed, so he's here. He's our permanent roommate. We share the right. house with him but you know it's a situation where married couples don't speak, roommates don't speak because of one thing or another. It could be the same right. thing with the Holy Spirit because we're unable to hear right. him, we're unable to commune with him. So it would seem right. as if he's gone when the, the truth is we just can't hear him, you know. And and something he's not signing off on. Right, right, right. And, and that and, and we can see that in the situation with Ananias and Sapphira. See, we know that somewhere along the line. And we know because of, of, of their deceit, truly the Holy Spirit wasn't in the presence of, of both of them at that time because Peter wouldn't have to wait the declaration, the Holy Spirit. Why would you lie to the Holy Spirit if it was if it was with them and in them and at that time, which I don't perceive that it was, uh, he, he wouldn't ask them why would you, where it was, it, well, let me take that back. It had to be there because he asked why would you lie to me? Why would you lie to the Holy Spirit? And Peter didn't ask him, why would you lie to me? He said, why would you lie to the Holy Spirit? So at that time, we know that that's proof that they were indwelled with the Holy Spirit because he asked him, why would you lie to him? You understand what I'm saying? Why yeah, and, they, and I, I would think they... Right, and I would think they would have to be just really... Right. When you, um, to, to say that they aren't, then you would you would have to question the power of being right. in proximity to Jesus. Right. In close proximity. Right. Like you have to think they are in close proximity. This is after the actual visible declaration right. and visible the, the visible um descending right. of the Holy Spirit right. onto Jesus. Right. Like you visibly right. see this. So yeah, I, I don't see his um his his people you know, if, right. if they weren't if they weren't indwelled, they were at, they were at least the, the spirit was on them at at, at the at the very yeah. least the spirit was yeah. on them and it's not something because even when Jesus sent them out, you know Jesus right. sent them out and they were amazed at the power they didn't realize that they were operating in the power of the Holy Spirit when he when right. he sent them out right. to to minister. You know, this is well right. before crucifixion, but they were out ministering right. and they were doing a lot. They were doing the same things that he was doing. And they were right. amazed at that. So yeah, right. that that was because of the presence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. That and, and in that, uh, just while we wrapping up, uh, that's even to show right there that even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, there are times that we don't obey. We don't obey, and in that there was a spiritual compromise that happened with us. Because the Bible is clear where he talks about the Holy Spirit coming to convict us. And so in that, with the inner, that doesn't mean that we always obey. 
you know, or it's an automatically that whatever we say out of our mouth is, is of God because the Holy Spirit confirms on what the Word says. And that's how you can tell, are you compromising or are you going on, on what the Word says? Because if you're not saying what the Word says, then walking in and living in it, then there's a compromise that's taking place at that particular time. And that's what exactly. David, as well of that's what David, as well of us, we have to recognize that and and come to the repentance and ask God to just repent and get back up again. One thing I love about God is that He doesn't destroy us even in our mess. He gives us a chance even in that to come back and right. get it over. So don't feel condemned even if you do, even if you do have things that you're still working on. God is delivering you from. Don't feel condemned, people. Do not feel condemned. Just know that God is still there, and he's still there always waiting, and he's a God of a repentance. He's God of the grace, God of mercy, and most of all, he's God of repentance. That's yes, all sir. And we're at the, yes, sir, and we're at the 60-second mark. So, again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, we're, we're back. I'm glad that we're able to correct the audio issues. Um, I just pray that, um, Father, I just ask that anyone who is unsaved, anyone who is unsure, I pray that you would just um, come into their hearts. Just I thank you, Lord, for drawing them, for having them listen in on today. Lord, we just thank you just for the opportunity to speak to those. And those that are saved, those that feel that they're backslidden out of fellowship or those that feel distant from you, as we all have felt, Father, I just pray that you would increase the hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord. I pray that, the, that they'll find the grace that you offer even through local community, through, the, through their churches, through a loved one, through this podcast, Father. I just pray that you strengthen your believers, strengthen us. We love you. We honor you. These and all things we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.